Welcome to Season 3 of the Queer Soul Spotlight. I'm your host, Jenny Chapman. I'm queer, non-binary, and a full-time photographer and collector of stories. Every week, I sit down with people from all corners of the queer community and chat about their story and how they're building a life where they can thrive as their most authentic self. Whether you're here to learn or you just need a couple of friends for the next 40 minutes or so, I'm so glad you're here. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. I'm so excited to have season three ready, set, go. It's going to be super awesome. I have really, really cool people lined up, starting with today's guest, Caitlin. Caitlin is amazing. Caitlin is a Pinterest wizard. Um, Caitlin is just an all around wonderful person. And I'm very, very excited that she's here today. Welcome, Caitlin. Thanks for having me. Thank you so so much. No, it's going to be so good. Your very first episode of season three. It's going to be amazing. Um, Before we really dive into who you are and what you do, um, let's let's get a little intro going as usual. Uh, Give me your name, your pronouns, and how you currently identify. Okay, so I'm Caitlin. My pronouns are she, her, hers. And um, I guess with how I currently identify bisexual I guess still cool um and it's mainly because like when I first was questioning my sexuality that was what I was most comfortable with and I think in like literal terms I probably for fall more under pansexual but then like there's a bunch of biphobia on media so like I kind of have a sense of pride when I tell somebody I'm bi beautiful so it's kind of what I stick with I love that. That totally works. Um, yeah, there's a lot of, depending on on how you define each of those, I mean, there's really a Venn diagram when it comes to being bi or pan. I mean, there's a lot of overlap there. And so I love that you just picked the one that felt uh, most prideful and comfortable to you. I love that. Yeah. Um, and are you married? I am. Yeah, you are. Almost seven years. Oh, my God. Congratulations. That is fantastic. Thank you. We'll definitely go into that. Yes. Um, but first, tell me a little bit about uh, your sort of coming to terms with your sexuality. Like, at what point did you come out to yourself? Did you come out to other people? Give me the spark notes and, and any good story times of what that process was like for you to get you to where you are today, seven years into a wonderful marriage. Okay. Um, I want to say that I think the first time I really started letting myself question my sexuality was when I was 19. Um, Like looking back, I, knowing what I know now, those were definitely crushes I had on people that I saw on TV, but I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh no, she's cool. I just want to be like her. Oh, that's such a universal experience. Oh yeah. She's just neat. I want to be her best friend. It's do I want to be her? Do I want to be friends with her do I want to be with her and it all gets muddled what characters what characters there's always so much overlap between people that I ask um well we've got to start with the Disney animated characters because that was my whole life Megara and Esmeralda were my girls correct like they were sassy they weren't afraid to be themselves and I was like oh yeah they're super cool and looking back like no I just really full-on had a girl crush on them (laughs) that's amazing yeah it's always it's you know I'm sure this exists for people, but like you don't ever see like, oh yeah, my queer awakening was Cinderella. <laughs> no. Like never ever. It's always the girls that are probably, first of all, a lot of the times queer coded, like she going impossible or uh, yeah. Spinelli in recess, all those queer coded characters, but also the ones that aren't like, I'm going to change myself for a man. Like mm-hmm. that's just, that's not attractive or inspiring. 
No. <laughs> okay, who else? Who else? Um, Quinn Fabray on Glee was a big one for me. Yep. We um, love the femme representation. I mean, for all that Glee lacks, <laughs> um, there. I think that was so so important to see a femme femme lesbian couple or femme for femme, where like it sort of proved to all of us in that that were growing up in that era that like you didn't have to get a crew cut and wear you know the like ring of keys and the hiking boots like (laughs) you could I mean that was a big you know uh barrier for me coming out was I thought that I had to do those things or I would or I would want to do those things if I was actually gay and I didn't want to do those things so by the transitive property I could not possibly be queer (laughs) um and I think Again, for all that Glee isn't, uh, that was really, really important. Getting to see that and be like, oh, I can be girly. I can be a cheerleader. I can be, you know, I can have long hair. I can wear dresses and still not be any less queer. But also that they weren't doing it for men because, Mm -hmm. you know, otherwise, I mean, the main femme, femme, like, lesbian representation that exists is porn that or if um you did ever watch the l word and oh yeah yeah, yeah. were so problematic (laughs) totally but it's like it's so limited and exactly so that was definitely i agree that was one one very good part of glee um yes among many not so great parts oh yeah Brittany and santana and when their relationship started coming out like second Season of Glee was my senior year of high school, so that was kind so of around the time where I was like, hmm, because I would watch Glee with my boyfriend at the time, and he <laughs> would talk all the time about how like he thought Quinn Fabray was hot, and how like that was his type, and I'd get so mad, and it wasn't even a weird jealousy mad, because I'd just be like, oh, whatever, he likes her, but then it turns out it's because I had a crush on her, and how dare he have a crush on the same person You're I both did. competing for the same fake person. Yes. Oh, goodness. <laughs> That's absolutely wild. No, Glee, I watched like the first season of Glee and then it got so convoluted and unnecessarily dramatic that I was just like, I can't, I can't follow this. This is, and now it's so funny because with the whole like Leah Michelle can't read. It's so funny. I mean, and she's really, I don't know if you you guys have seen, I mean, she's really leaning into it now Mm -hmm. where like she, she booked something um, recently, like some show that she's going to go be in and she, oh no, she's writing a book or she's like narrating her book in Mm -hmm. an audiobook or something and she was like oh yeah it's coming out in three months it means I have 90 days to learn how to read like (laughs) (laughs) which I guess if you can't beat them join them good for her but she is also not a good person (laughs) (laughs) but I love that I love that the internet is a place where like we all just have decided that she doesn't know how to read and we've gaslit her into maybe possibly believing that she doesn't know how to read and, and that Ryan girl boss gaslight. Yeah, and that her that Ryan Murphy just reads her her lines and she repeats yes. them back to him. God bless her. It's it's wild. Um okay, so in, when you were like late high school, early college, just sort of like, okay, what what is this? Like am I wanting to be with them? Am I wanting to be them? How yeah. did that translate more and more into real life as you move past glee competition boyfriend into <laughs> your more adult life? 
So with that, um, I know when I first started questioning, like outwardly telling people that I think I might also be into women as well, I had a different boyfriend at the time and he was like, oh, that's dope as long as I can watch. And I'm like, ew, "Mm, wrong answer. Thank you. And uh, then we moved to the middle of podunk nowhere in the panhandle of Florida. Uh, The greatest place be gay in america oh yeah it was in the bible belt too it's basically lower alabama where my parents moved to and at that time i wasn't going to school i didn't have a job so i was on youtube and tumblr a lot and that's when i got into um my drunk kitchen with hannah hart and i binged her stuff and immediately i was like oh yeah no this is it i'm totally gay at least a little bit like (laughs) totally gay a little bit yeah (laughs) Because I was like, she is adorable. And like, I know I don't want to be her. I don't want to be her friend. I want to be with this person that I've never met. But that's amazing. Yeah. So did and that then, go, go okay. ahead. Go ahead. So how did that translate oh. into real life beyond beyond YouTube? So beyond that, like, I honestly kept it to myself because I grew up in a very religious household, like a lot of us did, who are who like who are closeted. Um, and I didn't know how my parents would react, so I just kind of waited, joined the military, and that's when I kind of very casually just like, oh yeah, and then yeah, I joined the, just military. the military, just like you do. Yeah. What What was the thing that inspired you to to enlist? Um, I needed to get the fuck out of Florida. Fair um, enough. And also, like, I grew up with my dad ever since the day I was born. He was in the Air Force, mm-hmm. and the majority of my life, like my formative years, I grew up overseas. So. I lived in Germany and England, and I loved being overseas. Like, I thought it was a really great opportunity because, at least for me and my siblings, it taught us to be a little bit more open-minded because we were guests in somebody else's country. Totally. And, like, because I went to school on base, there are people from so many different backgrounds that, like, I didn't even realize, like, racism was still a thing, you know, like most of us white people do. (laughs) But, like, it was just one of those things, like, like, you don't see there because we're all just chilling in a different country having a fun old time and then we came we came back to the states and i was like i i can't get with this i was like what is this over here (laughs) america why exactly so So what what was that like being you know closeted and enlisting and you met your wife there right i did (laughs) army wife navy actually oh navy okay Mm -hmm. fancy okay one so is that is that is that the super gay one uh, I assume. I don't know. It's the jokes, but the joke is that the Navy people in there. Are. So interesting. Checks out. What What was that experience like? I mean, did you ever like? Were you just on base hanging out? Like, what was your job? Did you ever go to war? Like, I don't know anything oh, about no. that. <laughs> no. So I mean, there are a bunch of different jobs within um, each branch. So like for me and my wife, we both were just um, rates or. I don't know what the other branches call it. They don't matter. Um, Like, just like our jobs were to sit on the computer Mm -hmm. and do computer stuff. So we were um, not, like, running around hauling feed bags and throwing them. Um, Or I don't – I saw people – maybe it was sandbags. Anyways. but (laughs) You don't know. You didn't do that. Exactly. My job was to have a cush life. Um, Fantastic. So, yeah, and technically we met in boot camp. 
Yeah. Um, we were like in the same like little division for like, I think like seven days. And then I had to get moved to another division because they needed people for their performing divisions. And it turns out that we were going to the same tech school. And so we saw each other again in Pensacola and we were like in the same group of like new people. You know, you do your like um like your orientation like thank hey you. i'm new that's the word here's how things work yeah we were in that same group and we just started talking or whatever and i thought she was really cute and <laughs> i really liked her because she kind of reminded me of hannah hart <laughs> it all circles back it does and i even told her this i was like oh did you know you kind of sound like hannah hart and that was kind of my like fun cute little way to try and tell her that i was queer <laughs> But then what really did it um, is like one of my favorite stories. We were in a formation waiting for our leadership to come out and like tell us what we needed to do for the day. And it was me. My wife was behind me because she's convinced she's taller than me and like a couple other people or whatever. Glad you Um, slipped that in there that she's convinced. (laughs) Yes. And somebody was asking about like if there are any plans for the weekend. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's the it's Pride Weekend in Pensacola this weekend. And somebody was like, oh, McKeeby, I didn't know you were gay. And I was like, oh, I'm bi. And then... Also, you don't need to be queer to go to Pride, but damn, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, from that moment, like, me and Brittany got a little bit closer, and I had this cute little crush on her. And then, like, years later, when we were talking about that moment, she told the story from her perspective, and she was like, yeah, as soon as you said bye, I looked at you and was like, Target acquired. <laughs> okay military jokes and i was like oh my god i was like i had this cute little crush on you and you just wanted to sleep with me it's fine she just wanted you for your body i know i mean i was there for the same reason because i was you know like i'm gonna be a host since i can do what i want and then we found each other and fell in love so Uh, (laughs) oh okay so who proposed did you both propose how did we acquire rings and marriage so she proposed. Um, we both decided we wanted to wait to see if we could do long distance before we actually got engaged um, because I was getting stationed in Hawaii and she was going to get stationed in Virginia. And, and a lot of people, different places. <laughs> very different. A lot of people in tech school like to get married right away and then get divorced like a year later. So we're like, we don't want to do that. No. But we're also older than most people in tech school. But so we waited until... It was like June of 2016. I was going back home because my brother was graduating high school and she was coming up to see me like halfway through that trip. And I thought it was just, you know, it was going to be us hanging out and like getting to see each other for the first time in like six months. And we went to the mall because she needed to get a haircut. And one of our favorite things to do while we were in tech school was to go do um, photo booth photos. Oh, we yeah, I always drag Allie. I'm like, photo booth. Exactly. <laughs> like every photo booth there was, there, there was one in the mall and then there was one at this like arcade bar and we would always just do photo booth photos because it was really fun. And so we hadn't done one in so long. So before she got her haircut, she was, all, she was like, oh, look, there's a photo booth. Let's go do one. I was like, oh, hell yeah. And so we get in there and I can see her like kind of counting down with the timer and I was like oh maybe she's just nervous for a photo because she's about to go get her haircut whatever yeah, and haven't seen you in a long time yeah normal exactly everybody counts down totally and then it went and took the 
first picture and she whipped out the ring and then she was like, will you marry me? And <laughs> the plan definitely didn't go according to what she thought was going to happen. Like she thought she was going to propose, have a picture of me being surprised, have a picture of her putting it on. Yeah. And then, you know, us doing the little pose afterwards. What happened was she whipped out and said, oh my God, what the fuck is that? Because I didn't think she was going to propose for at least like another year or so Yeah, because I didn't know when she was going to get the ring. And I just started crying. So the <laughs> the, the pictures are just me of going, uh, uh, oh, just my God. Falling. Yes. But obviously uh, I said yes. Um, that's amazing. That's so funny. And now you have the little like photo strip. Do and it was also a photo booth that took video, so I have to look for it. But I do have like a video of me going, "Oh my god, what the fuck is that?" and then crying. <laughs> oh my god, that's that's the greatest line. Just, just not yes. Oh, amazing. Just, just <laughs> oh my god, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Literally, that's, really, that's the only thing you can say sometimes. That's hilarious. And then, like, before we jump into like what you do as a Pinterest manager, like. <laughs> What, you know, I, I talk to a lot of people who are either in the wedding industry or are about to get married and they're queer or they have been married. What did, did you run into anything that was either surprising in a really like nice, accepting, affirmative way or anything that was uh, especially tough for you being a lesbian couple? Um, so since we were stationed apart, we did a courthouse wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, we... It was in Ohio, where she's from. Um, we were going there for one of her brother's weddings. And um, I mean, I felt like it was pretty simple. I mean, it was a courthouse. So we didn't have to worry about vendors or like photographers or anything. And it was just us, her parents, and then like her best friend who took the pictures for us. Um, I was a little afraid that like maybe the judge would be like a little judgmental. I mean, but, it's a judge. So. I mean, it's their job, I guess. But... <laughs> She was non-denominational, and I was very comfortable that it was a, like a woman judge. It was like maybe, maybe they're slightly less like look down yeah, on us. Totally, she made us feel really comfortable. And yeah, I think the only um, not what am I trying to say? Like the only hiccup was when we went out to dinner that night to celebrate. It was me, her, and her friend, and somebody came to take her order. And her and her friend were sitting next to each other, and we were sitting across from each other because you know couples usually sit across That's, from each so you other. You can look at each other. Yes. And Brittany was like, "Oh yeah, we just got married." And he looked at her and her friend, and was like, "Oh, congratulations!" And I just looked at him with my ring like this. I was like, "Uh, okay, okay, sure. I mean, They're the uh, ones that are married. Whatever. At, at least he was cool about be- there being lesbians at the table. Just the wrong, yeah. the wrong too. But you know, <laughs> it's all right." Yeah. That's good. I mean, look, like, if you don't want to deal with trying to find inclusive vendors or, like, putting together this insanely huge event, I mean, a courthouse wedding is a really simple way to go. And even if the judge wasn't super into queer people, like, it doesn't fucking matter. That's your job. So it's, like, an easy way to streamline it. I'm glad that it was everything that you wanted it to be. I mean, I want want the big ceremony and party well not big if we do do one it'll just be like close friends and family yeah so I'm still trying to convince her that it's something we need to do because I want the I want the pretty dress in the photos and the videos I feel you I feel you yeah that's why we settled for like we're inviting like 50 people I think because like we don't have the money or 
honestly the people to do like a giant 200 person wedding yeah um but we also didn't really want to elope because there are so many people that are really important to us and we do want like the dresses and the day and the vendors um so we're very excited we're excited but every time every time something happens that's like mildly inconvenient in wedding planning we just look at each other and we're like we should have eloped like (laughs) which like we're not going to but you know it's always it would just be easier if we just did it yeah all good all good so tell me a little bit about your job and what you do and how you incorporate you sort of weave your queer identity into what you do and how that helps you find clients that are right for you and that you're right for them Mm -hmm. so I am a Pinterest manager and basically what I do is I help um queer creatives and uh, like other female entrepreneurs who may not identify as queer gain more visibility within their business through Pinterest it's more long term it's more organic and you definitely don't burn yourself out trying to keep up with trends. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I do. Um, so for people that, that I mean, I'm very familiar with what you do because <laughs> I hired you to do my Pinterest. Yes. Um, and it was amazing. Highly recommend. Um, for the, the untrained person, that mm-hmm. sounds like you go on Pinterest for me and like repin a couple of things and <laughs> like... I can do that. That's just Pinterest. Like that's what, what is the thing that you offer people that is so valuable? And like, I know what it is, but I want everyone else to know what it is. No, that's fair. And it's, it's always easy for me to like leave that stuff out because I'm in that world. So I know like what's going on. So I just assume everybody else knows what's going on. There's so much that goes into what you do. And like, you know, there's a reason we pay you the big bucks. It's like, you are taking so much off of their plate. Like, go into it, go into it. It's, it's fantastic. <laughs> so, yeah, when you first think of, like, marketing on Pinterest, you think it's just, like, pretty pins that you get to, like, post mood every boards. few days. Yeah. You know, like you said, mood boards, maybe repin a couple things here and there. But it's way more than that. Like, the actual pinning of it is the least important part of the strategy. Um, and that's the biggest thing is strategy. Um, you want a strategy that is – I guess like drink every time I say strategy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You want one that's tailored to your goals. And the biggest part of strategy that I like to preach on is SEO and keywords because that is exactly what's going to get you and from your target audience. Like if you are not specific and strategic with your keywords or even just your content in general, Pinterest isn't going to know what to categorize you as or who to push you out to. Totally. I see um, a lot of, um, uh, like, as I was making my wedding Pinterest board, a lot of the, like, wedding photos that I found were, like, Josh and Brianna's uh, wedding. Like, but I'm not going to look up Josh and Brianna's wedding. I don't know them. Nope. I'm looking for dreamy forest elopement style, like, you know, like, you have yes. to. And, and the only reason I know what to put is because you create these amazing resources for your clients like these just truly gigantic (laughs) keyword banks that like there's all I have to do and like you you do more than what I hired you to do I mean you can do all of it you can schedule the posts and put them out and everything like consistently but like excited (laughs) but what is left for me you know with the package that I chose like all the resources are handed to me 
in what you deliver so that all I have to do is like do this little step-by-step thing that you set up for me and I just put in the little posts I pick keywords from these very organized lists and just throw them out and like I don't know if I told you this like I'm already above 3,000 um monthly impressions and I've only been doing it for like a month and a half so like and I went from like two Mm -hmm. two total impressions (laughs) to like (laughs) three over 3,000 and you know I I didn't really know how to use it I was really just using it as you know oh let me make mood boards let me throw up a couple pictures of mine and it's so I mean I guess strategic to (laughs) use it not only as uh an aesthetic organizational tool but more as a potential lead capture where you're using the words it's like a game right so you use the words that you think your ideal customer will look for so that your shit shows up in front of them and they go oh oh my gosh this photographer does exactly what or it doesn't even have to be a photographer but in my case this photographer does exactly what I'm looking for that this is you know amazing and then it links directly to your stuff so they can reach out to you and I never saw Pinterest really as a like a lead capture tool it was more like fun and pretty and you totally changed my mind I mean it's it's really amazing what you do because I think that's what like people get hung up on they see Pinterest as just another form of social media totally which there are social media aspects, you know, you can comment, you can like, you can share, you can save, but it's a visual search engine. It's literally Google with pictures. But Free ads. Way more like user-friendly than Google pictures. Um, totally. And, and like and you said, it's, 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 it's for free. Too. Yeah. And, and Pinterest yeah. is making a comeback. I mean, a lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of the young kids, all the Gen Z people, Gen Z. like they... Pinterest, they're really leaning back into Pinterest. And so it's like, if you're looking for clients under the age of 30, mm-hmm. there you go. It's very, very cool. And and especially for photographers, like you already have the content. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. There's almost nothing to do. The yeah. only piece that I was missing was the stuff that you gave me. Mm-hmm. And then I just like kind of throw it together in, you know, a vaguely strategic way. Drink. <laughs> and then you have a good time and that's it. And there you go. There's people. So one thing that I, I liked about you that because uh, I had been thinking about hiring a Pinterest manager for a while, um, but the reason that I picked you and that I jumped on it as soon as I found you was that you present yourself in your business in a much more colorful, funky way. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of Pinterest uh people, uh, managers, I guess to their credit, um, keep things very neutral and white and clean so that everyone can see themselves working with them because, you know, if there's nothing there, you fit because like it could be anything. And what I liked about you was that it didn't feel like fake elegant or like oh, this is so, you know, clean and fancy. Like that doesn't, that's sort of what you see, right? And one of the things that you posted about was like, if you don't see yourself on Pinterest, like in the stuff that you find, that is in fact a sign that you should be on Pinterest because there's Mm going to be no competition. Like, yes, largely what you see is, you know, especially in photography, you see straight couples, light and Mm -hmm. airy, very like, you know, again, white, beige eggshell ecru like it's just very like you know uh I guess yeah I keep coming back to it elegant um and that 
is absolutely fantastic and I'm so glad that exists but that's not what I do Mm -hmm. and that's not who I serve and so it's easy to be like okay well clearly that's not what's on Pinterest so I shouldn't be there um but if anything and I'm sure you'll agree like that means there's a huge gap in the representation and uh, there's no competition exactly if anything I'm the one showing up going hi I do this like very loudly and I'm the only one yelling about this particular thing and so I'm the only person that people can go to and you match that very well with the colors with being you know your funky fonts like (laughs) I just felt like we fit really really well and in a way that I didn't match with the other Pinterest managers that I had sort of run into on Instagram yeah I'm glad that spoke to you that was kind of when I did um like pick my colors and fonts and everything that Mm -hmm. was something I had switched up when I like I stepped away from business back in like January of 2022 because um we had to put our cat down at the time and I was like Mm -hmm. I can't do this so then I did my grieving and I was like you know I don't want to give up on my business this is something I want to do I don't want to go to corporate I don't want to stay in tech after the military so I'm going to make this work no matter what and so I decided when I came back, I'm going to do exactly what I want to do, not be general. And I'm going to like pick a brand aesthetic that would make me happy. Yeah. Because like before it was very like I love florals. Florals are my jam. Like half of my closet is florals. <laughs> but it was like a more muted fall color palette, which I love. But I found myself like very quickly getting uninspired with like the graphics I had, the colors I had, the fonts I had. And I was like, this is nice, but I feel like I'm putting on like a front like this. This is like kind of me, but not fully me. So then I was like, you know what? I freaking love like the groovy, like flower power 70s thing. And I was like, I'm gonna be bold. I'm gonna be funky. And people are just gonna love it. Yeah. And that's, you really came up with the word that I was thinking of, which is general. I think that so many creatives in general honestly um often market themselves very generally mm-hmm. so th- thinking that oh if i don't make too bold of a statement everyone will want to hire me because i kind of appeal to everyone because i'm kind of branding nothing yeah. um and you speak to everyone you speak to no one right and and that's a great idea for a strategy in theory, but not so much in practice. And what I've found is like, you know, through my own branding, which is very similar to yours, where I was like, I was trying to like do the like Tiffany blue and white, like, (laughs) like, you know, back in 2014, 2015, um, when that was like really trendy, I was trying to like keep it very general so that everyone would want to hire me. Mm -hmm. But the fact was that like, I wasn't getting that many bookings because no one being too general again like you when you try to speak to everyone you speak to no one and as soon as I sort of jumped into like my funkier like I have like a French blue and orange and yellow that are my main colors and and yellow it feels sunny it feels vibrant it feels exciting and that's what it's like to work with me and so suddenly my graphics my website my Instagram were matching what it was like to work with me. And so the people that were being drawn in were people that as soon as I hopped on a call with them, I'm like, do you have any questions? They're like, no, Mm -hmm. 
nope, I would like to book you. I'm going to give you $5,000. Goodbye. We're excited. <laughs> like, literally, I had a call recently where they were like, I, I don't even know why we're on a call. Like, as soon as, you know, I found you on TikTok, as soon as I made it to your website, I knew I wanted to hire you. We have no questions. Let's go. Because I'm so yeah. forward through my branding with how I am as a person to work with and <laughs> and the product that you get at the end of your gallery that just from looking at my stuff people know what they're in for and it's either going to perfectly resonate with them in which case they will hire me mm. or it absolutely will <laughs> not the like classy champagne tower again white and beige yeah. brides are not going to resonate with my stuff and that's totally fine exactly it's fine and i think that's what the appeal was with you was i saw your branding and the way that you present yourself and the way that you write your captions and just everything about the way that you brand yourself in your online space and I was like I want to be her friend <laughs> I can tell that she knows what she's doing and that she's going to be fun and not she's so aggressively herself that I know she's not going to try to make me censor myself to be pleasing to everybody because oh, yeah, that's no. not what she's doing no. And so that's why I really in, and I knew I was going to enjoy working with you. And I had very few questions throughout the <laughs> process because I was just like, yeah, take my shit, make it happen. Like, because we're very similar in that way. And I could tell through your branding and I knew that you were going to help me do that with my branding as well. Oh, I'm so glad that like all came across because I know and I feel like, you know, this happens to a lot of people. As a kid, I was a little bit more outspoken. I was a little bit more outgoing, loving life. I'm not afraid to be myself. And then as you get older, you're kind of told to be, especially as people identify as women or femme presenting people, you're told to be smaller, be more quiet, take up less space. And I did for the most part, but when I was in school, you know, I loved musical theater and that was another reason how, like why we connected so well. Yeah. Um, and at one point I was convinced I was going to be an actress and then I started getting really self-conscious and I didn't want to put myself out there. And so now, like with my branding and my online presence, I am I'm trying to become that person that I was again who wanted to be an actress. And like I am terrified almost every day, but I was like, but this is who I am, and I want people to see that. And I want them to know that it is okay to unapolo unapologetically be yourself. Yeah. You know? In fact, it's better. And you exactly. find the right people and you end up surrounded by you know, be you, you get surrounded by people that are invested in who you are and what you do and want to support you because you, they know that you're going to support them back. And simultaneously, it weeds out the people that are not going to tolerate you being yourself, that want mm -hmm. you to censor yourself, that want you to change who you are to be comfortable for them. And so it's sort of a twofold win where you get more of the people you want and less of the people you don't. Yes. Which Absolutely. is fantastic. It's an easy way to do it. To weed out the weenies who can't handle <laughs> who can't handle people who are bold and unapologetic and don't give a shit if they're a little bit different. Like, yeah, who cares? Like, I, I like to be goofy. I don't need to be serious all the time. There's a oh, time but, and place. But you're a business owner. You must be professional and boring and corporate. <laughs> and it's like, no, that's trash. That's trash. I get sweatpants half the time. Like, no. Yeah, who cares? And like, yeah, I guess there's there's a lot of people. Uh, use the word you know authentic in their branding yeah. but it's and so it's sort of become it, it sort of started to mean nothing yeah. um but that is really 
I mean, I'm sure there's other words for it, but that is really how <laughs> your branding feels. Where mm. it's just like, here's what it is. Here's what it is. If you like it, take it. If you don't, bye. I don't really care. We're going to have a good time. And I'll hang out with the people who want it. And I'm glad that that is... is growing for you i mean you're doing your your um your challenge program right now oh, yeah. you have so many people signed up for that like i'm just so excited beyond you know hiring you and getting deliverables from you like <laughs> being your friend and watching your business grow as you get to do what you love it's it's really really inspiring oh thanks yeah I'm, I'm so glad like you found me because it was like oh my god I have any friend and like every time you post something I'm like hell yeah friend go friend <laughs> and I will check your Pinterest every now and then yeah you to, like stalk see me. how it's growing I do stalk you and I was like oh my god she's growing so well like I'm just so glad that everything clicked and everything that I came up with works for you and is easy to implement because totally. that's kind of like my whole goal with Pinterest is to show people how easy and accessible it really can be like yes it's strategic but it can be simple you just need the resources and like you do all the legwork of that so that all I need to do I mean I use Planoly to schedule out my uh, Instagram posts and so I just added my Pinterest and just you know slap out some posts for the month like go have a good time and I was really I was really intimidated by that. Like, oh, now I have to do all my Pinterest posts. Like, this is so hard. I don't really want to do it. And once I started doing it, I was like, oh, literally everything I need is right in front of me. Like, Caitlin made this, uh, the the keyword bank. Caitlin made the, you know, here's the titles. Here's the templates. Like, all I have to do is just pick one of each thing, write it in, be done. And it, it, I was surprised how easy it was to add something so impactful and valuable to my business with very little back-end work for me yes which is why I highly recommend that whether or not you hire Caitlin which you should um (laughs) but just having someone to guide you and help you manage like you don't need to do that stuff by yourself and it's not gonna be like my job as a business owner is not to know the ins and outs of Pinterest like yeah I'm a photographer that's not my job and so (laughs) having resources like there's this big you you feel so powerful as a solopreneur like "Mm, I do everything by myself I run my own business but that is so lonely and so isolating and you're limited to what you know and so there's not I mean this is sort of how life works too like Mm -hmm. everyone specializes in something and using people you can count on as resources isn't weak and it's not taking away from the fact that you run your own shit it's really really powerful and where we can do so much more, uh, be so much more impactful together. Yes, absolutely. Hooray. <laughs> um, if you could give one piece of advice to queer listeners or creatives um, who are in the first stages of sort of accepting themselves, figuring out what they want to do, how to be that un- unapologetic, bold self that they know they can be, um, what would what would you say to them? Um, so it's going to be very cheesy and very cliche, please, but I have a couple of pieces. One is please know that no matter what stage you're in, whether you still closeted, whether you are questioning, or if you are out and proud, you are loved and you deserve love. Like you deserve to be loved by yourself. You deserve to be loved by others and you deserve to give love. And then the next thing I would say is that if you think you're making the wrong choice by staying in the closet, you 
like you're not there is no wrong choice when it comes to finding your sexuality or finding yourself you have to do what makes you feel safe like if you are not in a safe area to be out please do what is best for you but if you do like have the means to be yourself if you are in a safe enough place and you're just kind of hiding because you are afraid for this next stage of your life it's okay to be afraid it's okay to stay in the closet if that is absolutely what you have to do but just know that like what's on the other side is so beautiful and so accepting and it might be a little bit challenging especially in this country right now but you will find people who love you for you and who will celebrate you, you know, not just tolerate you. Totally. I love that. So yeah, you deserve to be celebrated, not tolerated. Yes. That's beautiful. Mm. You're inspiring to me. You're wonderful. (laughs) Stop. All right. Are you ready for rapid fire? Uh, Sure. I'm very indecisive, but let's try. (laughs) Just whatever comes to mind first. Uh, What is your favorite podcast right now, aside from this one, which is obviously your first choice? Absolutely. Um... Right now, it'd have to be the Guilty Pleasures podcast. Amazing. I'll put a link in the show notes. Can you tell people a little bit about what that is? Yeah. So it's if anybody is, um, if they know the Try Guys, it's Zach from the Try Guys, plus uh, Garrick Bernard, and then Kelsey Dara. And they just go through all of these movies that were either deemed guilty pleasures or just movies that they're obsessed with. They watch them and they talk about them. That's so fun. I would love to I would love to listen to that. I'll add it to my list. And again, that will be in the show notes for everyone if you want to go check that out. Uh, what is your go-to comfort food right now? Right now, it is split evenly between pizza and tacos. How do you take your pizza? Oh, God. I, I love a good meaty pizza. Ooh, okay. Red sauce. Amazing. That's probably that's – a, that's a hot take for some people. Really? Yeah. I feel I, like there's it's it's much like pineapple on pizza. People are like, "Well, do you mean but what do you mean by meaty? Like beyond pepperoni?" Um, it's got to have pepperoni, the Italian sausage. I can do bacon, but I cannot if you put ground beef on it or ham, it's it's disgusting and you're wrong. Cross um, the line. <laughs> cross, cross the line. line. I mean, obviously like what you're what you want to like, but it's disgusting. You're <laughs> <laughs> I support you in your choices, but also that's the worst possible thing you could do as a human being. Basically. Amazing. What is your favorite thing about yourself right now? This can be something that's invisible or physical, um, but there's no vanity here. So if you think of something physical, you have to say it. So I default to like my kindness and my empathy because I'm kind of like empathetic to a fault sometimes. But right now, I am really trying to love and appreciate my stomach, like, no matter what shape it is. Yes. So I'm trying to, like, give it little pats and be like, you are cute. Yes. Oh, my God. Let's, you know, cheers to the soft, comfy tummies. Yes. Amazing. It's very soft and comfy right now. Yay. Oh, that's wonderful. That's very cute. I bet that is a very cute tummy. Um, yes. Let's see. Good job. That was wonderful. I love I love dismantling vanity. We should, we should love <laughs> – all the parts of ourselves that we have because our bodies are awesome. Um, Where can people find you on social media? How can we follow you? How can we find you? How can we hire you? (laughs) Is there anything that, how, how do we do it? How do we get you in our lives? Okay. Well, for um, like socials or platforms to find me on, I'm on Instagram at Caitlin McKeeby. I finally ventured in the wild west that is TikTok um, at it's Caitlin M. And then 
or Pinterest. It's at Caitlin McKeevey as well. Mm-hmm. And as far as if you want to see like what I offer or I do have, like she said before, I have this free Pinterest challenge I'm running. Even though I'm running it now, it's going to turn passive. And it's a great tool for you to begin your Pinterest journey. Um, it's on my website, uh, CaitlinM.com. And again, Jenny will probably have all of these in the show notes. Yes, I will. But yeah, those are kind of the four main places I I hang out in. I have <laughs> I preach about how you need to be on Pinterest, but I have been slacking on my Pinterest. <laughs> no. So, uh, so that that's honestly what I'm doing with the challengers as well. I'm using my account as an example of why you need to be consistent and how easy it is. So it kind of worked out. Yeah, you get to take your own challenge. Exactly. I love that. <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank you so much for being here. It was really wonderful to talk with you and get you on the pod. Um, thank you for having me. It's so much Kicking fun. off season three. We have so many wonderful people coming this season. Um, we have more uh, queer soul stars coming that I'm very Ooh. excited about. We have, oh, I don't even know, all kinds of people um, that I'm talking to trying to get uh, things on the calendar. It's going to be amazing. We have a youth we have a queer youth. We a have youth. A, a transgender youth coming that I'm very excited about. I said that in a very weird way. Um, street youths. <laughs> yeah, street, yeah, like a, a little, uh, what are they called? Like uh, Hooligans. Like, yeah, hooligan. We have, we, have, we have a young hooligan joining us from the Generation Z um, who's going to talk about what it's like to, you know, come out and start uh being transitioning publicly in high school um we have we have some really cool stuff happening so stay tuned thank you again caitlin you are wonderful and uh i will see you next week say bye bye